0: Hi, Open to Promo Insider is an ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Ruvo for ASI, and today we're going to benefit from the perspective of Promo's single most influential leader. He's there. He's here to weigh in on some of the most important topics in the industry. I'm talking about Jeremy Lott. Jeremy is President and CEO of Sanmar, a multi-billion dollar company that is Promo's largest supplier. He also ranked number one on Counselor's 2022 Power 50 list of the industry's most influential leaders. In short, when it comes to promo and challenges and opportunities for the industry, few can offer as sharp an insight as Jeremy. So with that introduction, Jeremy, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Chris. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, so let's jump into the first question here. Um you know it's been as it's been a crazy year as as all the years have been <laughs> of late for our industry and um we're kind of wondering how things are going to to end up here in Q4 so based on what you're seeing with Sanmar and what you're hearing from other um supplier and distributor executives how is the industry faring so far in in Q4 you know my
1: my sense is the industry's faring quite well and i think that when i'm talking to distributors today um, with with a few exceptions, they are they're still really busy. Mm-hmm. They are um, they're they're taking new orders, their clients are busy. They have not seen a significant pullback in spend. Uh, now, I think there's a few people who are over indexed in terms of like tech clients who may have pulled back stronger or different things. But okay. when I look at the industry as a whole, I still think it's doing pretty well. That said, I do think if you look at um, percentage increases through this year, I don't think the industry is growing in the fourth quarter at the same pace that it potentially grew earlier um, in this year for a couple of reasons. I think the macroeconomic environment is tougher. and I think we're comping a really strong fourth quarter from last year as well. So I do think you've seen a little bit of a slowdown in the growth, but I still think the industry is it is is up, and certainly we're
0: seeing that sandbar okay. well, that's I mean, that's a very encouraging perspective because, yeah, it's interesting. We will talk with with one distributor who would tell us, my gosh, my sales this fourth quarter are off the charts and everything is like beyond belief wonderful. And I'll talk to another and say names, but they'll say I'm 40% down mm-hmm. over last year. And to your point, I think some of that variation might have to do with, as you said, who your clients are. You know, we've seen the big layoffs in tech. So if you're heavily heavily loaded up in tech clients as a distributor, now might not be the greatest time. But you're right when you kind of everything as a whole it does seem to be that the industry is still ch- chugging along if you will just maybe not as quickly as earlier this year
1: uh, absolutely I, I think the other thing that we have seen uh, for for most of my career dollars and units moved at a, mm-hmm. at a similar rate uh so whether we were talking about how many shirts we sold or how many dollars we sold they kind of increased the same percentage that's really changed in the last you know uh 18 months with kind of inflation so we've seen a difference now dollars have grown faster than units have okay. for a couple of reasons we our average selling price is up because uh, the same shirt we sold last year is more expensive mm-hmm. this year sure. um, and we all kind of have seen that but i think the other thing is that we've seen a shift within our mix to better uh products more of our retail brands more expensive products and so if you look at our unit growth in the fourth quarter so far it's actually down slightly while our dollar growth is up uh exactly. and exactly. so that is a, a a little bit of a a difference in what we have seen historically we've never seen that um Disconnect
0: before between dollars and units. It, it's an interesting trend, but I like I like that you pointed out that it's not just inflation based. Because some people will, will maybe cynically say, "Oh, well, sales are up this year." Well, Of course, they're up because inflation. You know, inflation is driving everything. But it, there is, from what you say, a, you know, a product selection factor in that too. People want higher quality stuff and are paying for it.
1: Absolutely. In fact, when we kind of parse the two, about three quarters of the increase is what we call mix. Um, shifting to a higher valued product, and about one quarter is actually just the same shirt is more expensive this year. So the mix shift is actually driving the vast majority of the average selling price
0: increase that that we've seen at least. That's very interesting. All right. Um, all right so you put out a a letter to to customers um, recently. in that letter, you 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 provided the context that, you know, when the year began, twenty twenty two began, Boy, inventory was in a bad way. You know, you didn't have the levels you want, and now you're kind of you're you're over brimming. You have you have what you need on hand. That's obviously a great position to be in. Just as that letter comes out, there's yeah. a a protests in China. I, I'm sure you're aware of this, right? Protests sure. in China. Uh, some of the civil unrest, and there's um, been some spreading societal restrictions. So my my question is. Is there any anxiety at this point that some of some of those supply chain disruptions we saw earlier in the pandemic that did contribute to those inventory shortages might they come back, or or do you feel that the way that supply chains are built now, at least for Sandmar, that you're in that you will continue to be in a good position? So uh, again, like
1: if I if I think about. Inventory disruption, there was really two pieces of it for us. There was certainly the supply chain disruptions. Couldn't get containers. If you got containers, you couldn't get them on a ship. If you got them on a ship, the ship was a port. You know, all right. those things. Like we were short of yarn dramatically in 2021. All, you know, all of those supply chain challenges that we all know about. The the other piece of it, and pr- frankly, um, maybe even a bigger piece has been our inability to really act. To, uh, accurately project what the future is going to look like okay. over the last two years. So at Fair Sanmar, right. a big piece of what we do, what I do, is try to have a crystal ball to say, like, well, how many shirts are we going to sell twelve months from now? What does that look like? Um, my crystal ball has been very cloudy <laughs> for the last two <laughs> months. You're far um, from the only one on that. I
0: don't think know, anybody's has been working the last few it, years. It, it, so when
1: you think about like the supply chain, you know, we basically turned it off when COVID first hit. So we had several months with you know no orders to factories the factories are closed anyway you know and then all of a sudden you saw this dramatic acceleration in sales and now you're trying to catch up in inventory and now you have all these real supply chain challenges so we're trying to catch up at the worst time that there's ever been to kind of play right. catch up right. at inventory level and 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 so now as we're as we've gotten in this year we finally the, the supply chain certainly has caught up you know in a way right as of course we're starting to see like oh well what happens to the economy next year and does you know do we Mm -hmm. see a lessening of demand and now do we have too much of a supply chain i mean that's our our challenge i'm not really worried about um, our exposure to china is is quite small we Mm -hmm. mostly because of the 301 tariffs um, really divested significantly from china our our supply chain is really uh it's very global in nature, and the, and our ability to kind of resource things in different regions is is pretty significant. Um, the biggest challenge that I have today is I now have this um, a, a very significant amount of capacity and inventory coming in, mm-hmm. and and um, I've got to figure out: have I overbuilt that? Do I have okay. space to store mm-hmm. it? Do I have you know the ability? Overbuilding is is a big problem for me um, for a lot of reasons. But the biggest reason is at some point, you know, I can overbuild to a point when I stop, I can't stop my supply chain. So, so sure. I have to uh, I have to build them up gradually, and I have to and I have to slow it down gradually because it means real jobs for lots of people around the world who make our product. And so, um even though um they are not um, factories or sandmar employees, mm-hmm. we think of our supply chain as very much an extension of our business. And so, how we manage that over time is is a real trick, and so we do it by um, buffering through our warehouses. and And you know, in the last two weeks, we've added a very significant amount of distribution space, almost two million square feet uh, wow. of new space that we'll be bringing online in the first quarter of next year, really to support this um, surge of inventory that that okay. that we continue to have kind of coming in.
0: All right. Very, very interesting. Okay. Great look, great insight there into Sanmar's particular situation. Now I know you are not, you know, in every board supplier boardroom across the, uh, you know, across the industry, of course, but what is your sense in talking to industry peers? Do you think that our, that a lot of the, at least a lot of the biggest challenges might be passed? Are we moving t- more toward a normalization and quote unquote, you know, now?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, the analogy I have a little bit is like if you were on a roller coaster and you're sitting there waiting to go, and like COVID hits, and COVID's just the push, you know, like yeah, and 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 it's really I've had people say to me, well, you can't keep blaming everything on COVID, and I'm like, well, it's not that like COVID as a disease or COVID as like the shutdown is what's affecting us, but it was the push that put us on this kind of roller yeah. coaster a, a, as a as a company certainly and as an industry, and I think that's the right way to think about that our biggest challenge today is actually is actually um, like I mentioned that the, the amount of inventory and capacity that we have built and then as and then trying to you know having my crystal ball for next year as we think about um, a potential slowdown in the US economy and what does that mean to our sales Um, that that gap between where our sales might be and the inventory that we're building could be quite significant. So that's a challenge, you know, that we face. I think when I look at the last two years, the broken supply chain, certainly a huge challenge and then labor, the other Mm -hmm. really, really big challenge that I think every industry supplier has faced. Mm -hmm. Um, I think both of those things are much better today than they were 12 months ago. So I I, I think as I as I think about the health of the industry, Mm -hmm. I think people are um, I think people are able to buy. I think the supply chains are working. I don't think you have this dramatic um, breakage of the supply chain. I think labor has gotten better. It's not mm-hmm. perfect. Um, I think that um, there was, but, you know, matching labor to, to demand is, it, you know, in normal times is a rel- was a relatively easy thing to do. Matching labor to demand in 2021 was a really challenging thing to do. So. Yeah. We've all, I think, as suppliers, gotten better, and I think people are feeling better about it. So, um, are, are we out of? Are we off that roller coaster? You know, the answer is no, but are we nearing the end? I feel like that way is happening. Okay. Oh,
0: very all right. Very interesting to know. Now, you, in a lot of ways, um, you half answered already the, the next question that I was yeah. going to put to you, which is, um, I, we, we hear consistently from distributors that service from suppliers has has gotten better that it has improved throughout 2022 but it's still not at levels that they were accustomed to say pre pre pandemic yeah. for a lot of the reasons you just you just pointed out where do you think things currently stand and where will they look like what will they look like in 2022 as far as servment service and fulfillment goes will we get back to some of what was maybe more the norm pre pandemic or do those issues kind of continue to be in play just because of the the economic dynamics
1: yeah i i can only speak to sanmar but i think that we are um and and i think that every criticism of our service level especially in 2021 and early this year was absolutely uh fair and 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 warranted we were we were doing the best that we could in a very difficult situation and it was like we were throwing everything we possibly could at it but we were not servicing well um, mm-hmm. we're servicing dramatically better today than we were, and and we continue to get better, I think, every day. So are are, are we where we were in 2019? I think the answer to that's still no. Um, yeah. are we a lot closer than we were six months ago? Yes. Are we closer than are we closer three months from now? I think the answer is yes. Um yeah. we're certainly hoping to be, planning to be. Um, mm-hmm. I really think, at least at Sanmar, mm-hmm as we get into next year, and especially you know, as I get into the first quarter of next year, um, from, from an inventory and labor and perspective, which really again drives my ability to, mm-hmm. to, to service you, um, we're going to be back towards uh service levels we had in in pre-COVID in 2019. Um and and my guess is that you're you're that's where other suppliers are uh, if they're not back already or trending mm-hmm. to as well, I think that people um have adjusted um again, to 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 supply chains and labor and that and that they are going to be able to get back to the service levels. but it's just mm-hmm. it's taken a lot longer than any of us would have certainly
0: thought or hoped, yeah, yeah. Well, what a, what an honest perspective. like um I, I I think that that's, you know to to not run away, you know hey, there were issues, but everybody was experiencing them. And it certainly yep. wasn't just, promo product suppliers anybody trying to function in a production capacity um in the United States over the last year and a half has had trouble getting getting labor i mean a- amazon had trouble, you know has trouble getting labor you know it's so it's just right. it's very difficult to have enough you know capable people trained and ready to go you know um to do it but it's it's an encouraging word to hear that things are building and improving and that does seem to be the experience of distributors who while you know, they, you know, we do hear that, yes, there, there are, there are issues. There is a sense that things are getting better. So that, that is a a good note for the industry. I think heading into 2023, I want to dovetail that into another, hopefully positive thing, just kind of ask you broadly what you think, um, or where you think some of promos, again, collectively as an industry, some of the biggest opportunities might come from for our industry next year.
1: You know, it's, um, it's a hard question kind of for me to answer. Um, I, one of the things that I believe really strongly is that, uh, you know, I've always thought our industry added value, um, mm-hmm. from, a, a as a marketing vehicle for, for brands, for people, launches, for companies, for all of those things. Um, I think that what we showed as an industry during, um, COVID and over really the last year is that really the, the power of, um, of, of our product to um, bring people together to build the community, to kind of, you know, so much more than maybe I ever really thought. I mean, the ex- best example I can give is just to think about um, with the amount of remote workers still and like ways to tie people together and the way our customers are working, not just with marketing organizations or purchasing organizations, but HR organizations to be a key part of like companies, um, you know, onboarding and retention efforts and everything else. Like that to me is uh, is really amazing. I was watching uh, a commercial r- recently for it was um, it was Saint Jude's Hospital and the and, a, and the commercial on TV said um, you know this was like if you donate twenty five dollars or something you get a T shirt that said this T shirt saves lives Damn. and it, you know and it was kind of like. I'm like, that's been my pitch for so long. Like, yes, it's a T-shirt, right? But that T-shirt can do so much more. And for St. Jude's to say like, yeah, this T-shirt saves lives, uh, like that's exactly what our industry needs to kind of lean into. So, you know, as I think about next year and I think the potential for a a recession, for our economy to slow further, I think that has, you know, headwinds against our industry for sure. And at the same time, I'm as like long-term bullish on what, our industry as i've ever been before because i think the value that we add is really significant and i think as the economy kind of turns back to growth mm-hmm. i think companies will will look to our products in a, in a significant way um to help accelerate that so we're planning for um you know i'm not here at all thinking well gosh a recession's coming i need to like you know cut to the bone mm-hmm. it's more there's a recession coming Maybe, how do we be smart about making sure that we're being efficient in everything that we do? And how do we re- prepare for when growth comes again, because we want to be there to take advantage of it?
0: Yeah, and uh, great perspective. And um you know the point it's it's a great point that as dis- as distributors are interacting with with end clients, right? they're they're the front face of the industry, so to speak. The more that they can, shape that narrative that it's not just oh i'll get you a, a, a t-shirt or oh, i'll get you this that hey this can be as you yourself have said a force for good or Sanmar's a canvas for good right like yeah. it, you know that 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 these products that we provide can can propel and be a force for good in the world the more that we could shape narratives like that around the products we sell the more compelling our, our value proposition becomes at, 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 as an industry and and as you point out with the St. Hughes example, that's they're there for the taking. Those those kind of stories are there to be shared. So I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a great perspective. Hopefully, more will put that forward. Um, not to say folks aren't already doing it, but more will put it forward um, in in twenty twenty three. So, with that positive, let's talk about challenges. So next year. So obviously, we've mentioned the economy a bunch already. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, is the macro macroeconomic environment the biggest challenge, or do you, do you see other kind of ancillary issues as well?
1: No, I think that the 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 macro environment for us is the is the biggest challenge because we I think it's difficult to imagine, um, you know the 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 Fed has a really strong mandate of bringing inflation under control and doing that by decreasing demand and I think that they are going, um, you know I think Jerome Powell should have lost his job two years ago I think they whiffed like dramatically on, um, you know kind of inflation and the idea that it was transitory and like, yeah, it was short lived.
0: I remember those headlines. This will be
1: short lived. -lived. And I think anybody who owned a business or worked in a business was like, uh, no way. Like we all saw this coming and and way before the Fed, which doesn't give me a lot of confidence in their ability to like, um, you know, bring inflation to a, to a reasonable level without kind of overshooting and, 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 you know, creating too much of a drag on demand in the economy. So I think that's the thing that we think about a lot. You know, I think we watched, um, you know, the Black Friday sales were, were pretty strong at retail. I think the thing that worries me a little bit as you look at like consumer credit card, debt growing and some of those things, yeah. like some of those things are, the consumer is clearly still spending, which is, I think is really a positive, but you know, what's the sustainability of it? How, how yeah. much can the consumer continue to spend? So, know i think we're trying to balance those things again for me um, a big piece of my job is again that like what does the future look like our lead times on products is anywhere from four months to over a year so you know we're buying we've already bought for the fourth quarter of next year for carhartt jackets for instance because we have a year's lead time on them so what does the economy look like next you know q4 and how many jackets are we going to sell well like uh, you know, we made a bet and we're taking a guess, but but that is why it's so difficult um, for us because the lead times are so long and the world is moving um, so fast these, these days. So it's challenging.
0: All right, fair, fair enough. Um, so um, just get your final thoughts. Just where do you see, on, you know, on the whole, pro, how do you see promo doing in, in 2023 as, as industry-wide? Yeah. So my, my
1: guess, well, will start with like my guess on the kind of the broader economy is that you're going to see a slowdown in the first half of the year and it's beginning to recover in the second half of the year and then really growth again in 24. That's the way I'm thinking about the world if I sit here right now. Um, I think that there are um, and, and I'm imagining that this is not nearly the I don't believe this is not nearly the slowdown that 09 was for those of Mm -hmm. us who kind of went through that. I think it is much Mm -hmm. shallower for a lot of reasons. There's economists who'll tell you there's no recession. There's economists who tell you it's going to be much worse. This is just my guess and I'm not an economist. I sell t-shirts for a living, but like (laughs) this is, you know, this is my kind of best guess. I imagine the industry follows to a degree you know, that broader kind of macro kind of trend. Um, That said, I think there are always industries that are counter-cyclical that do better during kind of slower times. There's always industries that are gonna get kind of hit more. We'll see, um, you know, know, I always kind of say like, you know, the economy might be really bad. You cancel your corporate event, but your kid is still playing soccer and they still need a t-shirt, you know, for that. So like, there's some of those things that I think hold up that are more resistant to to um to um you know some of the some of the recession kind of uh, mm-hmm. fears but I guess my that, that's the way I'd look at the overall market um I think uh, distributors need to be out selling aggressively I think they need to be out making sure that they are have a diversified customer base I think they should be out telling the story as much as they can that this is not about um you know a cheap giveaway this is a something that really adds value to their customers this is a really important marketing tool I know distributors do this but doubling down on telling the story of why promotional products I think is like really important when times this is not something to be cut this is something to be invested in when you think about your budgets for next year so that's the way I would think about it but but um it'll be an interesting year for sure um, again, I'm I'm short term a little nervous and long term really bullish.
0: Okay, very very good. All right, so that what a what a great place to end it because I I agree with you. I I think that there's going to be bumps next year. I I don't I don't think that we're going to canyon dive so to speak a, as an economy or an industry. But I you know there's enough headwinds to suggest that you know there's there the, the issues that are being predicted and we're already feeling to a degree are are real. Um, but but long term when I see all the different places. That merch is merch, so to speak, is being used nowadays. There, there's no way that I can feel that that long term. the The prognosis for this industry is bad, and um, and and I think that that there even as you point out will be continue to be a lot of opportunity even in more difficult times if 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 you're looking in the right places and if you're selling in 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 the right way. So I too feel good long term uh about Somebody this told
1: industry. me recently they 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 said events are 75% negative and trends are 75% positive. And I and I like that because when you think about like, you know, you can have lots of little blips, you know, mm-hmm. of things that bad happen, but when you look over a period of time, the trend line is really positive. And I think that's true. For industry if you look at like a 10-year industry trend you're going to see a really positive upward trend and you're going to see lots of little blips you know on the the negative hits and i think when we look at this in the you know duration of time we're going to see this as a negative event part of a longer positive trend for all the reasons we
0: talked about so awesome so let's keep let's all keep that long-term perspective as we head into 2023 while continuing to work real hard in the in the short term jeremy Lott, lot president ceo sanmar Number one on Counselor's Power 50 list of the industry's most influential people. Thank you for joining me today. I very much appreciate it. I love how candid you are in your, your perspective. My, my, my pleasure. Anytime. I'm happy to.